Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Welcome back to our podcast. We want to take the time to thank you for listening in. And just to let you know that we're going to be continuing our interview with Chris Overstreet today. Thank you for listening. I know the Lord gave you the word before 2020 about having courage, and that was spot on because we've needed it. I know just from from following you and and watching some of your um, podcasts, you and I had a similar word from Mm -hmm. 1996, 97 about a shaking. And it really, that's what gave me the courage to go ahead and release mine because they were so similar. I actually sent it to you. I don't know if you had a chance to read it and judge it for me, but... What do you feel like the Lord is saying in this season we're in? What, what are you feeling in your spirit as we move forward? That's a great uh, question. I My take on the scripture, so everything that I, I base my feelings on and even my dreams on is based around what I've discovered in the word of God. If it doesn't line up to scripture, you know, I just flush it. It's not relevant. It's not based around the word of God. What I feel is two things. I feel an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is coming on the church, that courage is going to arise in individuals' lives. And number two, I sense that the churches are going to begin to work together more. Ministries are going to begin to work together more. I feel that there are shakings coming. And please understand me, I'm not a doom or gloom guy at all. I'm a victorious guy in the aspect that I believe the church overcomes. From what I see in the Bible and some of the dreams that I've had, I don't always see that things are always going to get better. Now, I believe that the church is growing at a rapid pace. I mean, it is growing massive. Since Azusa Street, we have over 50 million spirit-filled Christians all around the world. I mean, so there's an increase of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is coming on the church. But at the same time, there is tension. There is antichrist spirits that are at work. And so I think that we have to be aware of that. I do sense pressure. I do sense tension. And I also do feel like there's persecution. I think that it's very important that we don't have a Western gospel, which oftentimes if all we see is what we see in America, it's very easy to develop a Western frame and a mindset. But, you know, just a couple weeks ago, I'm getting reports back of individuals in India being martyred. I think that it's very important that we have a global perspective on the church, not just a United States perspective. I do think that there is tension in America around even the First Amendment right now. I think that there is pressure. And because of that, I think it's going to raise up a voice out of Americans that are believers to be able to say, no, we have to rally around the cross of Jesus Christ. I believe that there is tension. I I believe that there is pressure. But Jesus has overcome the world. And Jesus never told us that we would never go through trials or we would never go through tribulation. What I see in, you know, in 2008, the ones that had the perspective of everything's always going to get better, there was a great shaking that came to them when the economy began to fall. 
had their faith in the economy and not Jesus. So they served the spirit of mammon. And, you know, it was really sad that when you see Christians get angry at God and point the finger at God and say, uh, you let this happen to me. Now I'm not going to serve you anymore. I'm leaving the faith. And the Bible talks about four soils of the heart. When trials comes, it tests the seed. So we know that that seed is going to be tested. Amen. Go through trials. We cannot think that it's not going to happen because even Jesus himself, when he was led into the desert, he was tempted. You know, he went through three temptations and three major tests that he overcame uh, in the midst of the temptation uh, when he was in the past. So I think that there are going to be tests for the church. Please hear my heart uh, because no one in their right mind rejoices over calamity because we see in Luke chapter 19 that Jesus himself weeps the destruction that he sees that is coming because the children of Israel do not repent. And he sees the walls, he sees everything, and he's riding into Jerusalem, and he's weeping and crying because they missed their day of visitation. He could have stopped everything. He could have, he's the son of God. You know, so he could have prophesied the opposite. You know, he could have came in the opposite and he prophesied the opposite, but he prophesies what he knows is going to happen, and it came to pass in 70 AD. Now, these are years after his death and resurrection we're under the new covenant and this happens in the new covenant that jerusalem is a calamity and and there's a destruction that happens in jerusalem where uh, what he prophesied came to pass in 70 a.d in luke 19 i feel there is a shaking uh, but i'm not a doom or gloom guy i'm a victorious guy but i i do feel that there will be major tests economic tests that will happen. There will be tests. Um, there will be tests around 501c3s. There will be tests. There will be educational tests. I mean, there, there will be tests around finances and currencies and all kinds of things like that. There will be major tests, but the church will shine bright. I believe that it's important that the church, now please hear my heart. I say this with, with great reference and great honor, but I think it's important for the church not to necessarily put all their faith in certain parties, whether they are Republican or Democrat. I believe that our faith has to remain on Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Now, with that being said, I think there's wisdom on who you vote for, but the faith is not in the party at the White House. The faith is in the person, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and Jesus promise us in revelations that we will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony that we will not love our life unto death because we're americans we we can't just assume that we're not going to have problems like other countries right yeah i think sometimes we think we're exempt and yeah. in some way shape or form and i just think that's unrealistic i mean look at the history you know, whether people want to admit it or not martin luther king jr was a prophet sent by god that prophet sent by god was martyred on the streets of America. I think that we have to call things for what it was that there have been martyrs in America and uh, persecution over religious freedom and uh, religious speech. I think that there is a boldness that's going to come out. The church is getting ready to be way more vocal, way more courageous with love, but not hiding the light under the basket. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, fire does that, you know, that purifying fire, the refiner fire does that. And the gold and the shine rises to the top. And that's exactly what we've been feeling in our spirits so that bears witness that this was just tremors, but the shaking will get stronger. And it's not because, because God's me. It's because he kind of like the 
example that if your child was in bed and your house was on fire and you needed or your loved one and you needed to wake them up that you would you know shake and, and do whatever you had to to get them awake especially if you couldn't carry them out yourself mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that going on where the, the lord i feel like is wanting the church to rise and to be awake to, to come out of our slumber and our apathy and complacency and um and in this last day be that voice and have that boldness yeah when we look at the Bible and the Word of God, sometimes it's easy just to look at only certain passages, and then we we base our um, eschatology on certain passages. But we've got to we've got to see clearly that Jesus is the Son of God. He's not just like someone's good friend. He's the Son of God, and there are judgments. And our desire is not that he judges people, but the truth is, like in Revelations chapter two, when he talks to the Church of Ephesus. I mean, historically, I mean, we look at the Church of Ephesus is the leading revival church of the day around the Turkey area. It was the cutting edge revivalist church. But Jesus said, I have this against you. Now, this is some years later. He writes to the church of Ephesus, was born on a revival. Paul Apostle, uh, you know, he commissioned young Timothy. Now he's the apostle of Ephesus, leading the church. And But something went wrong. And it was their love because Jesus said, you don't love me. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. You don't love me the way that you used to. He says, remember, repent and do the first works that you used to do, or I'm going to actually come and take away your life. He did not say Satan's going to come and take away your life. He said, I'm going to remove your lampstand. We look at right now, and I believe that there's still time for Turkey too, for a great repentance to come over Turkey and the cleansing of the land. But we see Turkey right now is like 3% Christian, something like that. I mean, but it was a booming revival area. What happened in that is the lack of passion of evangelism and discipleship because Ephesus was born out of church planning all over the place. Boom, 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 house churches all over the place. Something happened with the passion of evangelism. And you can always take the temperature of the church of how they see evangelism. You can always take the temperature of the church. If they are angry and bitter or they say, no, we, we, we don't think that's good for today or no, we, evangelism isn't needed. You can always take the temperature that their heart has grown cold if they don't have a passion for the lost. Hmm. That's good. That's a good word. But that's right along the area that, that God's been speaking to us. So that's definitely confirmation about repentance, first love, fire, that we may see judgment. Uh, the word that keeps coming to me is the, the Lord judges the house of God first. That's where judgment begins. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to say that there is no judgment, I think, is, is inaccurate. But that doesn't make God mean. Right. Somehow we've got that confused in this latter day that God doesn't judge because he's a good God and that would make him mean, but that's not consistent with the word of God either. Right. And that's, and that's Christian universalism. And, you know, we've got false prophets and that are in sheep clothing um, that are really false prophets and they release books and, you know, like love wins. That's a false prophecy. And I'm not downgrading the author of that, but what I am saying, the Bible talks about judging words and judging the spirit, judging the messages. So reading that, that is a universalism approach. So we have to look at that and says, is there truth? Yeah, love is powerful. Love does win. But in the context, just because Jesus died on the cross doesn't mean that now everyone's already forgiven and there's no consequence for sin. I think we have to be aware, and that's why I I always lean people, you know, you got to read the Bible. Don't listen to popular preachers. I don't care 
many followers they have, a great website. You know, if it's if it doesn't line up with the word of God, you can't receive the message. Now, that's not a downplay on them per se. They could be deceived in some other way. Okay. So we're not downing that individual. But we have to judge the word. And so we're not judging the person, but the message has to be judged. Yeah. And unfortunately, right now, we have Christian universalism. And I myself had some respectable individuals try to encourage me not to preach about hell. And try to encourage me preaching about hell is not relevant for any longer because it was it's out of context and all this kind of stuff that they that they tried to convince me that everything's fine and 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 that was a rebuttal um, because I spoke about universalism and humanism and humanism at its very root is Satanism and so so we when we have humanism come into the church where a man is at the top and and you know sir, you know being the greatest person you could be um, but but you don't need repentance you don't need God that's humanism so it's kind of a rebuttal against me and saying, you know, Chris, you know, you preach a judgment, you preach hell. And my response is, I, I love you. I preach the Bible. Right. I yeah. preach the Bible. And, and, and the Bible warns about itching ears, the itching yeah. ear engine. Yeah. So the goal is to be able to have large offerings and only speaking certain things that make people feel good about themselves. What we do is we dishonor God in the midst of trying to please man. Oh, right. That's powerful. Yeah, we were, we were kind of talking about that a little bit earlier today and before we got on here with you. this I think it was David Wilkerson that said that our tolerance or our, our willingness to try and accept everybody is going to get us in trouble at some point in time. And I cited to my wife, I said, you know, if the Apostle Paul, who had the Damascus Road experience, had not changed and, got, and Jesus just said, you know, I, I receive you as you are, he kept killing Christians. And he thought he was doing God a favor when he was doing that. He thought, I'm doing the right thing. And so we still have to come back to a standard that the Bible actually lifts up. I think it's critical. So I think you're spot on. I do too. I do too. My spirit bears witness with it. Do you have any other questions you want to throw at him before we move into a time of letting him just prophesy? We would love to have you back on again at some point in time as well. So I want to create uh, an environment. I'd love for us to be friends, not just interview you. Yes. Uh, that, that, that's the kind of thing that, that is my goal, my desire. If we're going to spend eternity together, we might as well start now. And yeah. so that's that's kind of my goal. And, and then, uh, of course, we want anything that you might want to say to anybody as far as a word. Uh, we won't edit it. We don't. We. I just think God has a way of getting the right word to the right people. So I'm really cautious. And uh, my wife is this past week, she was speaking uh, some words that God gave her at the end of our, our podcast broadcast, whatever you, I think it was our, our uh, online stuff. So it was our broadcast. And, and she, she said, you know, do we need to edit? I said, well, how do I edit what God said? You know, how do I take out anything? Who do I omit? from getting the message that God had something for so, so we're not going to edit it once you start down this road. Now, what we might do is divide it into two different podcasts. But before we do that, I've got to release this. I feel like I've had, and I'm, I'm very um, cautious in saying this and very um, humble because I respect um, how much God uses you. I see I'm using you. So for me to give you a word seems seems crazy, but I've actually had it for a couple of weeks and I was going to write it to you and I thought, no, I'm going to wait to the podcast. So I felt like, um, you know, I've heard you mention before, you know, you're very careful not to say that you're a prophet, but there's definitely that mantle on you. But I felt like it, that the Lord is saying, even if 
that that is changing even um, and, and has already changed. I don't know if you recognize it, that you are not just a prophet, but a watchman on the wall. And not to, not to apologize for the message that God is putting in your heart. And this is, this is what he said to me. He said, roosters crow and they can't help it. They crow. If the sun comes up, a rooster crows. And I felt like the Lord said, as um, a witness to and a sign to you that literally this type of mantle is settling on you, the watchman on the wall that you will see, and in, or may already, it may have already begun to see an inordinate amount of roosters. And wow. even at odd times, like there's a rooster. Is that a rooster crowing? There's a rooster. And God said, that's just going to be a sign to you that, that what you're hearing today is true, that that mantle is, is shifting. There's still the prophetic mantle, the mantle of a prophet, but even stronger for this last day and last hour, that you're a watchman on the wall and you're not going to be able to help yourself, but you're going to have to crow. I mean, you could cycle it. You know that the spirit, the, the subject or the spirit is subject to the prophet. But it's going to be like a fire shut up in your bones and roosters crow. So not to apologize for that burning of getting the message out um, because that kind of mantle is upon you. Wow. You know, that's so encouraging. You know, the first scripture that I ever received from the Lord was Ezekiel. And it was Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 9 through 11. Wow. And he said, like a band and stone harder than foot and made your forehead. Don't be afraid of them or be dismayed at their looks. Move, he said to me, son of man, receive into your heart all my words that I speak to you and go speak to them. Thus says the Lord God, whether they hear or whether they refuse. Yeah, so that was the first scripture I ever had. And um, and in this season, he's brought that scripture up to my spirit, man. He's, and he's, he's told me that I, have to, that I have to be honest. And then I know that, I know that I've ruffled some feathers. I know that I've, I know that what I've said on certain broadcasts have, have really stirred people and that I've, I've got some, you know, kickback, but it's okay. I know that I'm, I'm being faithful to what God has called me to do. And I'm really open to input and stuff because I don't want to be like a prideful individual, but I just have to be faithful to the dreams that, that I've had. And I've had to warn people, and I and I feel that there'll be a series more that I that I'll have to talk about in the future. But I, I receive that word, I, I really do, and 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 I and I do feel that I am that for sound doctrine. We're releasing a book, and, and it's coming out pretty soon, and it's about false teaching, false teachers, and and it's about sound sound doctrine, and and so I I um I expose universalism in the church. And I expose humanism in the church. And um, so it's, it's, I know it's a book that's going to really kind of challenge a lot of people and, and, and even, even friends of mine, but that's okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for receiving. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I receive it. It's just, it's a confirmation. Now I'm going to wait for those roosters to start crowing. <laughs> yeah. I know that I always try to, to pull out the goal. You know, we have a school, a Bethel school of ministry here. We, we try to pull out the goal. But there's some things I've been getting lately that aren't, that it's, it's more judgment and calamity. Mm-hmm. Still victorious. The church is still going to be victorious, but that doesn't mean we're going to have to walk through something before we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just, and I know that a large part of the church today is give me a smooth word. Give mm-hmm. me a good word. Give me a, and I get that. I don't like to, to get doom and gloom either. Mm-hmm. So it's really a, it's a challenge. You know, the word says, that when someone prophesies, two or more should judge. Right. 
we're not judging the person, we're judging the word. Right. Right. And especially if when there's large words that are giving, um, that uh, this this time is uh, something's going to end at this time, or you know something like that. There needs to be um, accountability. But I feel I just feel like the Lord wants to help some of the prophetic movement, um, so that there is a healthy balance in the prophetic. So it's not just everything's always good. But there are sometimes that the Lord will bring correction. Um, so I, I feel that. I feel that very strong. I think you're spot on with your thought process. My concern also is that we we were talking about the difference between foretelling and foretelling the other day with some people. And the Bible has told us some things. We're not going to change some of the, the scripture because we got together and decided that it was you know, inconvenient for us. And so we're just going to prophesy something different and believe that it's going to happen. I, our words are not going to supersede what God has already put in, in the Logos. It's just not. The other thing I'm really concerned about, and, and I'll just let you go as, uh, as you need to, but, you know, when, when the Bible starts talking about the five wise virgins, five foolish, what they seemed to say to me was the five foolish went to the ones who had oil and said, just give us it, just give us yours. And I see that in a lot of the conferences now where people don't want to pay a price. They don't want to fast. They don't want to pray. They don't want to spend time with God. But they actually just want to run and say, hey, Chris, you got you got this anointing, and I'd just like for you to impart it to me. And there's no price for me to pay. There's no, you know, no learning to use the gift. There's nothing in that vein. And it really concerns me when I see some of the stuff that's going on. But I really think that that it's a message, and who knows what God puts on my heart in the future, but I think it's a message that has to go forward at some point in time and says, wait a minute, we're out of order, we're out of balance. And and so I'm concerned about the prophetic movement as as well. I'm not against it by any means, but I am concerned for it. Father, I pray right now for those that are watching. Lord, that they would know in their heart that they are seen by you. And you know them, and you love them. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you, God, for courage arising in the hearts of believers all across the Florida area. Father, I pray for your fire. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Release your fire, God. God, I pray right now for the baptism of the Holy Spirit in fire. God, I pray for courage, Lord Jesus, to come alive. Come with your presence. Come with your power. Come with your courage. God, I pray for the clarity of the gospel, God. God, I pray for the ability to communicate the gospel clearly, God. God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would birth, Lord, more evangelistic ministries that have faith focus, Lord. Holy Spirit, more. Come. Yes. God, I pray for a wave of your healing presence and your power to rest on people right now. God, even those that need healing in their physical bodies right now, I pray in the name of Jesus that you release miracle power right now. Yes. 100% healing in people's bodies, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus. 100% healing, God. Bring great strength. God, I pray right now for those that have a desire to write books, that even as they hear me pray right now, 
Father, I pray that it would become like a prophecy in their heart, Lord, of I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Father, I pray that you begin to form messages inside of people, God, that you would write it on the tablet of their heart, Lord Jesus. God, I pray that you would overwhelm them, Lord Jesus. And God, even the dream that you gave me last night, Lord, the dream that you gave me last night, Lord, of how the power of prayer is so effective, God, that when a person begins to pray and begins to seek your face, Lord, things around them begins to move, God, I pray right now that you would invite people by the Spirit of the Lord, God, into the prayer room, into the closet, Lord, to begin to seek your face, Lord. Holy Spirit, come upon them, God. I pray right now that you birth things, God, birth ministries, God, birth, God, the new thing that you want to do in their life, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. God, I pray right now for family reconciliation, Lord. God, I pray for marriages to be strong right now in the name of Jesus Christ, God. God, I pray for the sons and daughters to begin to rise and shine with fire in the rise, purity in the bride, God. God, I pray right now for a spirit, God, the Holy Spirit to come, God, with no compromise, Lord Jesus, all from the north, east, south, and the west, and they would blow the trumpet of Zion and sound the alarm, salvation arise, salvation arise, chariots of fire in the sky, mighty rushing wind, let the flames of fire begin, baptize your people with the holy fire, consecrate Create a fast of the sound of the blast shot. Hosanna, Hosanna, the highest. Oh, say we pray, O King of Israel. Let your people stand as we pray for this land. Spirit of the Lord, come, Lord. Yes. Mighty move of God. Spring forth, God, in Florida. Yes. Spring forth, God. Rise up, Lord, those individuals, Lord. Come, Lord. Let those prayer warriors, God, be partnered with the evangelists, Lord. Father, I pray for the great validation of heaven, Lord Jesus, of the intercessors and the evangelists, God, and the church planners, God. God, let there be a whole new breed of church planners, God, that is not relying on a 501c3, but, but is relying on the power of the Holy Spirit, God. I pray for that. I pray for the young ones right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God. God, I pray, Lord, for these young ones that are full of fire, Lord Jesus, to run around the universities, God. Come, Holy Spirit. God, I pray for every student that's going through the school, God. Fall upon them, God. I pray, God, for a birthing ministry, God. I pray for an entrepreneurship, God, of those who are starting businesses, Lord. Let businesses thrive in Jesus' holy name. Yes. Come, Lord Jesus. God, I pray right now that some of these individuals that are in Florida, Lord, so what I'm seeing right now is, and what I've been seeing for, for a while, is the holograms. And Father, I, I, I see the world of holograms that you showed me, that there's there's negative things with the holograms um, that, that is coming, but there's also the positive things, Lord. And God, I pray, God, for the church to be able to rise, Lord, with these holograms, Lord. God, I pray, God, that you would even give patents right, right now in the name of Jesus, God, for holograms to be projected into the Middle East. Uh, God, they cannot kill holograms. God, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, God, that somehow, some way, Lord, that individuals that are watching, God, that they would be a part of some way holograms, Lord, for the kingdom of God, Lord, a patent holograms to project and preach and prophesy. God, I pray for that in the name of Jesus, God, on the streets of New York, God, that the holograms, Lord, that they project out, Lord, and they begin to prophesy the word of the Lord. They prophesy about Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. God, I pray for Hollywood, Lord, on the streets of Hollywood, Lord Jesus, that there be holograms that would walk the streets and they prophesy and they recognize people and they prophesy in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Jesus, the Son of God, the Lamb of God, the one that takes away the sins of the world, God. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would come in power, Lord. In Disney World, let Disney World have a whole new 
hologram thing that would come through, Lord, that would present the gospel of Jesus, Lord, a whole narrative of Jesus, Lord. God, I pray, God, for a reenactment of holograms, Lord, of Jesus, Lord. Let Jesus be presented, God, through holograms, that even in Disney World, something will happen in Disney World, that holograms will begin to take a whole new route and a whole new scenario. And God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, for this whole chosen thing, God, that somehow, some way, that there'd be a hologram scenario, God, and that if something would happen, Lord, in Disney World with hologram and Jesus, hologram and Jesus in the state of Florida. God, let the state of Florida help be pioneering something with holograms in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for the kingdom of heaven. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Let it be projected, Lord Jesus. Holograms for the kingdom. There'll be a hologram. Holograms that will begin to spring forth in Florida. Let the kingdom of God come forth, Lord. We pray for that. You can't kill a hologram. Amen. You can't kill a hologram. Father, I pray for that. I pray for the coding. I pray for the coding. God, I pray for the coding. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you give the coders the wisdom. God, I pray for um, just tech, tech space, creativity, Lord Jesus. Let it happen. So, Chris, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and maybe financially support you, how would they go about that? Yeah, one of the best ways you can do it is just go on our website, CompassionToAction.com. And if you want to become a monthly partner, um, there are ways to do that on the website. Um, our partnership, it's all about three things. You know, when you partner with us, you're helping partner to reach the lost, make disciples, and put compassion into action. And so go to our website, CompassionToAction.com, and we'd love to partner with you. Your prayers are essential. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. You've been listening to Ken and Lisa Henderson on the Faith Works podcast, along with Chris Overstreet. What a mighty man of God. We really enjoyed being with you today. Thank you so much for listening, and God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa, L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.